Hello and welcome to the Lisper Podcast. Once again, I am your host Tyrone and today's episode is actually being recorded. I'm actually recording this episode for YouTube. That's right, I'm recording and it's going to be on YouTube, but for all of you people that still listen on audio, it's still going to be on the audio on Spotify or whatever. But um, for my people who want to watch it on YouTube, I'll give you the link in my bio. Not in my bio, in my, you know, on my social medias or whatever, or I'll text it to you or I'll, you'll see it, you'll find it, okay? It's on my YouTube channel, I'll give you all my, you're going to find the shit, all right? <laughs> but today's episode is sponsored by Heineken. That's right, it's brought to you by Heineken 1800, because 1800 tequila is what I drink, and Heineken is what I am currently drinking, as you can see, and as you can hear, the bottles clink clinking in it. You hear that? That's the clink clink of the Heineken bottles. <laughs> but anyway, fuck that. Today's episode is called The Boat List, okay? You know how you had the GOAT List, the greatest of all time? Well, I have the BOAT List, and BOAT stands for the bummiest of all time, the bitchiest of all time, the bustest of all time, the bad meaning bad, not bad meaning good of all time, okay? The baddest, okay? And right now, I'm going to talk about professional wrestling. That's right. This is the BOAT List of Wrestling. This is the BOAT List of Wrestling. Uh-uh. This is the, all right, that's enough, that's enough. Okay, so I'm going to just get right into it. And I know this is about to make a lot of y'all wrestling fans mad. A lot of y'all wrestling fans going to be mad and possibly a little bit salty. But I don't care. This is my list. And like I said, anybody who got a problem with anything I say, they can see me. I want to smoke. I want to smoke on Instagram. I want to smoke on Facebook. I want to smoke on TikTok. I want to smoke. If you know me, you can text the smoke to my phone. You can call wherever you want to come back this list. Come on with it. And if you really want to get greasy, you can be a guest on the podcast and you can come on here and combat everything I say. I do not lose. I'm the champ. I'm the number one, okay? So I'm undefeated. I'm undefeated in my disputes. Y'all know it. I show it and I never ever blow it. What? What? <laughs> it's like, no, but anyway, I'm going to start off this list by saying the whole motherfucking ECW is on the boat list. That's right. And before y'all go saying, no, ECW is the shit. ECW, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. All the bullshit y'all going to say that I know y'all going to say. Think about this. It was a whole entire company, a whole entire um company, wrestling company, right? We had a whole entire wrestling company, and I bet y'all can only produce maybe three, four. I might give y'all five stars out of that whole company, five wrestling stars out of the whole entire company, y'all might could say. Okay, and first of all, I'm not giving y'all Stone Cold because I know some of y'all going to try to pull that Stone Cold shit out y'all hat, and most of y'all don't remember Stone Cold being on ECW, okay? Y'all know he on ECW because y'all done saw it on Wikipedia, or y'all might listen to this podcast and go on Wikipedia and find out Stone Cold was there and try to use that shit, but y'all don't remember Stone Cold and ECW. Y'all don't remember none of his matches there. Y'all don't even remember him being there, so Stone Cold is not usable. So the stars y'all going to tell me about is Rob Van Dam, fucking the Dudley Boys, and uh, and Mick Foley. That's four. That's four people y'all can actually go off of, and I'm going to put Rob Van Dam on the boat list. So that's three. You got the Dudley Boys and Mick Foley. They're the only people from ECW that won't make the boat list. And Stone Cold was there, so he won't make the boat list, but y'all don't remember. And Shane Douglas was there, and Shane Douglas 
is not going to make the boat list just because I know that he was better than what WWE made him look like. I know that Shane Douglas was good in the ring, and I know he was good on the mic, so I'm not going to put him on my boat list. But that's it. Everybody in ECW, everybody else in ECW who came from ECW, who was ever there, who came there, everybody else I, I most likely is on the boat list. And if you find a good wrestler from there that 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 is not on the boat list, um, you can combat me with him or whatever, and I might have forgot about him. But for the most part, besides Mick Foley and the Dully Boys, the whole ECW is on the boat list, okay? Don't give me the Sabu's. Because Sabu, Sabu is on the wrestling Where Are They Now, and he's been on the wrestling Where Are They Now since 1992. <laughs> since ECW actually folded, Sabu been on the Where Are They Now list. So he hasn't done nothing other than ECW that I know of unless he was on the indie circuit. And, and I don't care. Y'all want to talk about how great the indie circuit is, but the indie circuit is not that great. Okay, most of the wrestlers are on the indie circuit because they couldn't make it on the big times. Like, let's be clear, most of the wrestlers that's on the indie circuit is on the indie circuit because they couldn't make it on the big times because they couldn't make it in WWE. They couldn't hack it in WCW. They can't even get on AEW right now, so they going on the indie circuit or they going on nonstop TNA wrestling or whatever. But they not big time because they not the best. They are the boats. They bad meaning bad, not bad meaning good. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That's just how it is, and I don't want to hear nothing else. Okay, so Sabu, fuck out of here. Saturn, fuck out of here. What is Perry Saturn? Perry Saturn, he was in, uh, what did he win? WCW, um, what did he win? He was a, oh, he was the hardcore champion in WWF for a little while, the hardcore champion in the WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call him. That's it. Sabu ain't do shit out of ECW. Saturn ain't do shit out of ECW. Perry Saturn, y'all want to talk about him? Y'all want to talk about Mike Awesome? This is funny. Mike Awesome was a two-time, two-time ECW champion, and he came to WWE to be BFN. That motherfucker came to WWE to be BFN, and BFN stands for big for nothing. Mike Awesome was big, and he looked the part, but he wasn't a good wrestler. I'm sorry. He came to WWE to be a jobber. Mike Awesome came to WWE to be big for nothing and get his ass kicked. He was big enough and looked apart enough to be jobbed out for other wrestlers to beat his fucking ass and make them look good. He was a jobber. He was a jobber. The two-time ECW champion came was a jobber in the WWE, okay? A jobber. Y'all want to talk about Mr. Sandman? Y'all can talk about Sandman. Sandman was great in ECW. I went down there. I was down there as a kid. I was on Swanson and Rittner at the bingo hall watching the ECW matches, okay? I know Sandman was good, but when you want to talk about Sandman, let's talk about Sandman. Let's talk about Stone Cold. We all know Stone Cold stole Sandman's act. That was Sandman's act way before Stone Cold was doing it, but look what Stone Cold did with it. Look what Sandman did with it. That tells you right there that Stone Cold was a goat. Sandman was a boat. That tells you right there. You can compare their two careers. They had the same gimmick, kind of. The same act a little bit. Stone Cold may have stole it, but Stone Cold took it here. Up here, if you can see me, I got my hand up high. And <laughs> Sandman had it down here, like near my balls, okay? Stone Cold took the act to above all his wild ass hair. And, Stan, and uh, Sandman had the act at the bottom here, the ball head. Stone Cold was my head here. Sandman was my pubes. 
So I want to hear it. Sandman and Stone Cold was the same act, and you see where Stone Cold took it. So that makes Sandman an automatic boat. An automatic boat. Tommy Dreamer? Y'all want to talk about Tommy Dreamer? Was Tommy Dreamer so good? Tommy Dreamer was brought to the WWE. Oh, I dropped something. Tommy Dreamer was brought to the WWE specifically to be a jobber for, like, Terry Funk. The WWE had Terry Funk and some older guys there, and they needed to hype them guys up for a little bit to get them some matches or whatever. And that's what Tommy Dreamer was there for. He was Tommy Dreamer, so he was a big name in ECW, so he was a formidable, like, name. Not a formidable opponent. He was a formidable name. He was a good name to have on to have on your resume or somebody you beat, but as an opponent, as a wrestler, fuck out of here. Tommy Dreamer was a bum. Tommy Dreamer was a real bum. And who else? Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas was great. On the, in the ring, Shane Douglas was great in the mic. They didn't give Shane Douglas the push that he needed to get on the big name on the WCWs or the uh, WWEs, but I can't put Shane Douglas on the boat list. But who else? Tell me somebody in ECW that was in ECW that you think. And then, and, and y'all want to give me Rob Van I'll give y'all Rob Van Dam. One of a kind! R-V-D! R-V-D! Yeah, he had a stick. He had a stick. But when WWE actually gave my man a push, he sucked. They gave him a championship push for what? He was the, probably one of the worst WWE champions ever. He was a mid-card dude at best, and he couldn't even hold on to the mid-card level. So I don't want to hear nothing about Rob Van Dam. I'm giving y'all Rob Van Dam. The Dudley Boys is the only formidable shit that came out of ECW. Even them gangsters. Remember them gangsters? The gangsters, I, I, I know they died. But recently, not too long ago, one of them was saying how he was blackballed and wrestling. And, and, and Kevin Nash blackballed him or whatever. And here's the thing. You can't be blackballed if you good. You can only be blackballed if you bad. Look at Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior was talked about as being difficult. Talked about as hurting motherfuckers. Talked about as not wanting to be a company guy or a team player at all. And look what the push he got. Because they he had the charisma. He had the draw. He was um, a big name in the ring. Right? And then you got Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was talked about being a drug addict. Shawn Michaels was an asshole. Shawn Michaels was a bad person for, re- for real as far as being a person in the wrestling industry was concerned. And look where he went. Look what he did in his career. Even before he changed the sound guy and did all the good shit, he was a bad person, but look what he wanted. They didn't blackball him because he was so motherfucking good. That's right. Shawn Michaels is the GOAT. And if y'all don't believe Shawn Michaels is the GOAT, y'all can go back and listen to my heartbreak episode where I tell y'all all the reasons why Shawn Michaels is the GOAT. And if y'all want to come at me about that, I'm here. I'm available. I'm around. I want the smoke. Bring it. Come on with it. I want to get it. You know what I mean? I'm popping my collar on this bitch. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So being blackballed don't mean, oh, that's why your career went bad. No, because you can't get blackballed if you was good. If you was good, they can't blackball you. They can they can try. They can talk shit. But the, the, the honesty is you can't be blackballed if you was good. So I don't want to hear that shit from the gangsters. So ECW has an entire company gets on the motherfucking GOAT list. Okay? You know who else gets on the boat? I said goat. They don't get on the goat. They get on the boat. You know who else gets on the boat? They ride that shit like the motherfucking Titanic, the sinking ass boatless. Crush. 
Kona crushed with another one, big for nothing. He was big and shit, but he wasn't intimidating at all. Matter of fact, he was so unintimidating that the WWE put my man in pastel colors and built him from Hawaii and called my man the Kona Crush. <laughs> I got to laugh. With Give me a break. The Kona Crush. He was a big man. He wasn't intimidating. He wasn't scary. He wasn't nothing. He wore pastel colors. Ain't nobody care about Crush. They even tried to put him in demolition for no reason whatsoever. Just because he was big, they put him in demolition. It was Axe, Smash, and Crush, right? And Crush was there for no reason. Axe and Smash was demolition. Axe and Smash was the tag team champions. What was Crush there for? Why y'all even put Crush in demolition? You know why y'all put Crush in demolition? Because y'all had nothing to do with his big ass. He was corny. And then he got a mustache and he tried to look menacing. Nobody wasn't scared of you. We know you still Kona Crush. You always going to be Kona. You always going to be wearing that purple and orange bullshit to me. And you never was going to win nothing. He was big for nothing. He couldn't win nothing. Even in demolition, it was ass and smash. Ain't nobody care about Crush. Crush wasn't scary or nothing. You know what I mean? Demolition wore the face paint and the black mask and the spiky shit. They was kind of scary, but when they got Crush, it was just like, who cares? They, they didn't even want Crush to talk. X and Smash still did all the talking. Crush just stood in the background looking dumb. <clears throat> Big for nothing. Stupid. Can't wrestle. I'm sorry, Crush. You on the boat list. Boaty boat boat. Okay, now this person, it might make y'all mad, but I don't really care. I was so disappointed in him for the rest of his career, and I used to like him, and I'm so disappointed in him, but I'm sorry, but this man's got to make the boat list, and this is your man, Ho, Benny Ho, Benny Ho, that's right, Ho, Hacksaw Jim Duggan ass is on the boat list, okay? Hacksaw Jim Duggan was good in NWA. He was good in NWA when he used to fight Ted DiBiase and he was on there with Dr. Death, Steve Williams and Dusty Rhodes and Rick Flair and the Four Horsemen all that back in NWA. Hacksaw was good. When Hacksaw first came to the WWE, I was like, oh shit, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, that's my man's in him. I remember him from NWA. Most of y'all don't. So most of y'all who don't remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan from NWA cannot tell me a time when Hacksaw Jim Duggan was good because he was only good in NWA and when he came to WWE, he was not good. Yeah, he won the first Royal Rumble, so fucking what? The Royal Rumble didn't mean nothing when Hacksaw won it. And other than Hacksaw getting a couple of good two-by-four shots on Andre the Giant, he's done nothing in his wrestling career. Hacksaw Jim Duggan couldn't even get to the mid-card. He won a TV title on WCW and a, what, a U.S. title on WCW? But that ain't even considered. Them titles is bullshit. The television title is the most bullshit belt in wrestling, for real. Like, that was just a belt they gave out to somebody who they just wanted to give a belt to because they wanted to show him a little bit of respect, I guess. I don't know. But Hacksaw Jim Duggan was not even a mid-carder. He was basically a jobber with a good name. He was a guy that could come in, put up a decent fight, lose and 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 put guys over and i was like you know you more talented than that dog but you know his big feud with iron he, his biggest feud was with iron Sheik, and iron Sheik was champion what in in, in 85 or something iron Sheik ain't been relevant since the early 80s he just ended up being in a feud with with hacksaw because he was still there and he was on Hacksaw's level, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Hacksaw was all about USA. Iron Sheik was from Iran, and he had Nikolai Volkov, who was from Russia. And so Hacksaw automatically hated Nikolai Volkov and, and Iron Sheik, and that was their little thing. That was his biggest shit. And like I said, his claim to fame, he got to hit Andre the Giant with a two-ball four. You go, boy. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> so Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I don't give a fuck. He makes my boat list. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is the boat. Um, who else? Oh my god. You got El Gigante. El Gigante, Giant Gonzalez, okay? He was El Gigante in WCW, and I don't know why. I mean, he was big for nothing. And then the WC, I mean, the WWE going to sign this big, slow, dumb motherfucker to the WWE contract, and then they brought him in there, and he became Giant Gonzalez. And what did they bring him in there for? They brought him in there to fight the Undertaker. They brought him in there to be a big guy, to be an adversary to the Undertaker, and they put some dumbass suit on him. It was like a caveman with muscle kind of suit. It had like furry shoulders and furry <laughs> furry calves, and then muscles there. And they had to put yo. It was so bad that this man had to put fake muscles on his fucking outfit because he didn't have no. I guess he didn't have no muscular definition or nothing in his real body. So they gave him a whole outfit with fake muscles. They tried to make him look like. Some kind of like Bigfoot or something? I don't fucking know. And he was terrible. He was slow. He was bummy. He couldn't wrestle for shit. And he's on the boat list. And that's why he didn't last long. Great Kali neither. You know what I was so mad about the Great Kali? They brought him in too. A big guy. He can fight the Undertaker. He can scare the Undertaker. He can look intimidating. Didn't work out because he couldn't wrestle. Kane was the best big guy they brought in to wrestle the Undertaker. Everybody else that they brought in Russell the Undertaker couldn't do it. Even when Kevin Nash was big, Psycho Sid, none of them, none of them could fuck with Taker, right? But they tried to make these guys big enough to believe that they could destroy Taker. And it was like, nope. They too corny. They too slow. They too bummy. Kali, another one. But you know what the fucked up part about Kali is? I seen him in the longest yard and my man was buffed up. My man had muscles. My man looked big, menacing, crazy. He was all buffing crazy looking on the longest yard. And then he get the rest and he looked like shit. I was like, where the fuck is the muscles at? What is he? This ain't the dude I saw on the longest yard. What did you get a wrestling contract and stop working out? So you worked out to be in a fake ass movie. But then you get a wrestling con- a wrestling contract and WWE contract and you don't work the fuck out. You just start looking big and stupid, dumb, slow, just getting beat the fuck up. So great Kali too makes the motherfucking goat list. And if you want to be honest, I'm gonna put Big Show. Big Show is gonna get a boat honorary mention. I keep saying goat, but I meant to say boat. But Big Show is gonna get a boat honorary mention because Big Show ain't shit neither. Like, for real, for real, Big Show ain't shit. He he was kind of corny. Like, Big Show couldn't be champion. He couldn't ca- He wasn't that good on a mic enough to carry a championship, and he was too big, and he was kind of slow, and he never became menacing. He was menacing for a little while. Like, there was times where he was like, oh, shit, the Big Show. But then most of the time, it was like Big Show was a bitch. Big Show lost it. Let, let Floyd Wayne weather fucking tune him up. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't care if it's for the money. Little ass Floyd Mayweather is not tuning me to fuck up in no wrestling event. Like, that was the dumbest shit ever. I was like, Big Show can fucking put barbecue sauce on Floyd Mayweather and eat his ass. Literally, just eat my man, right? But you let Floyd Mayweather get over on Big Show in a wrestling match? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This shit, it's just bullshit to me. And Big Show should have been better. So I'm going to say, well, well, it's the Big Slow. But I'm not going to. Fully put him on the boat list. I'm not going to fully put my man Big Show on the boat list, but my man definitely got to get boat list honorable mention. Definitely got to get boat list honorable mention. I'm sorry, but I just can't. I, I just don't know what else to do. 
Then you got uh who else? Who else can I put on there? Let me see. WCW guys, Disco Inferno. I'm gonna put Disco Inferno on the boat list. Well, what was he? he? He looked like John Travolta. He was a dancing motherfucker, and he he actually had potential. Like he was a good wrestler. He put on some good moves, but he wasn't winning shit. And if he won some shit, I don't remember him winning nothing. I think he may have been a television champion, maybe or something. They may have gave him a little push or something like that. But baby, come on, man. Disco Inferno dancing motherfucker. You know, just like Fandango. Fandango too makes the boat list. Fandango, Tyler Breeze, those motherfuckers was boats. They didn't do no good wrestling. I don't know. Fandango was a dancing motherfucker too. And he looked apart. Like, I don't know why he took that role, but then he took that role and that role kind of fucked him up. Or maybe he couldn't wrestle. I don't know, but Fandango ain't no winner. Tyler Breeze ain't no winner. Both of them motherfuckers go on a boat list, too. Mr. Hughes goes on a boat list. Remember him? Mr. Hughes? Walking around all ugly, looking like Delroy Lindo. <laughs> he had the Delroy Lindo face. He was supposed to be menacing. Remember, he used to wear motherfucking suits and hat, top hats and shit. Not top hats, but what are they called? The, um, the rim hat fedoras and shit. He used to wear the suits and the fedoras and shit, try to be menacing, looking like a bodyguard or whatever. He was just a big old black bitch getting all beat the fuck up, man. I remember they tried to make him intimidate Mr. Hughes, Mr. Hughes. Yeah, Mr. Get Your Ass Whooped. He was so corny. He definitely makes the boat lift, okay? All right. Now, I know some of y'all people, <clears throat> might get mad about this guy, but I don't care. I'm putting him on the boat list. And y'all know he's a boat. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. When I say the name, I want y'all to realize he's a boat because I want y'all to realize the fact that y'all don't know any matches that this man ever had or ever won outside of another person. So I'm going to just say the name. Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti makes the fucking boat list of the boat list because without Shawn Michaels, we don't even know who Marty Janetti is. We know Marty Janetti from the Rockers and we know Marty Janetti from his feud with Shawn Michaels. Other than those two things, can you name another match Marty Janetti had? Can you name a match that Marty Janetti had or won or was good in that did not involve Shawn Michaels? And just give me one. Give me one time that Marty Janetti had a match that you remember that was good that didn't have nothing to do with Shawn Michaels. Not against him, not with him. You know what that sound is? That's dead air. That's crickets. That ain't even crickets. You don't even hear crickets. I can make a cricket noise. Squeak, 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 squeak. Is that how the cricket sound? I don't know. But <laughs> but I'm waiting. And I'm still going to be waiting because things y'all motherfuckers don't know. Because Marty Janetti is the boatiest of boats. He never did nothing without Sean. He never did nothing before Sean. He never did nothing after Sean. And when Roddy Piper, they tell the story of when Roddy Piper came to the hotel room and told Marty, told Sean, you could be a star and told him, you got to get rid of this Marty Janetti. They, Marty, um, Roddy Piper was never been more right in his whole entire life. God bless his soul. <laughs> And Marty Janetti got salty about that and beat Shawn Michaels up for real. He he rumbled Shawn Michaels for real. Yeah, Marty Janetti was kick-ass at the hotel room in real life, but in the ring was a different thing, my man. It's funny how Marty Janetti can kick ass real life and he can't kick ass a fake in the wrestling ring. <laughs> he probably was in the ring telling Shawn that too. You're going to pin me tonight, but after this match, I'm going to beat your ass in real life. <laughs> probably but it didn't matter because sean was going to be the star and marty janetti was going to be the boat sean is the goat marty's the boat they you know what i mean they still rocking out golden boat they could call him that the golden boat connection bring him back <laughs> bring him back golden boat bring him on back all right um who else oh my god virgil 
I always knew that Virgil was going to eventually wrestle because he had a body. If you watch Virgil, Virgil had muscular arms. He was kind of toned up. He had big arms. And I always knew that he was going to wrestle, but it took a long, long time for him to actually get in the ring. And then he was a bum. I knew Virgil was going to be a bum from his outfit. Soon as Virgil got into that little feud, when Ted DiBiase fired him, I said, okay, they're going to set up a Ted DiBiase versus Virgil feud. And Virgil going wrestling him. And soon as they set up that feud and I saw Virgil ring gear, I was like, that's your ring gear, my man? Soon as I saw Virgil's ring gear, I knew that motherfucker was going to be corny. He had on some white tights with red stripes down them looking like some fucking candy cane pants. Some red looking like fringes over the fucking boot thing. And and that's it. That was his <laughs> that was his outfit for wrestling. And I was just like, that looks like a bum. His outfit looks like the guy that they bring over on WWE Saturday Night Saturday Superstars. You know, the Superstars wrestling where they brought all the bums out to fight the good guy. That's what Virgil, a whole outfit looked like. And I knew Virgil wasn't going to beat nobody. I think he beat Million Dollar Man one time just like so that they could really make it like it was a feud or something. They gave him like a fluke, went over Ted DiBiase, and that was it. Question, though. Ted DiBiase kind of makes my boat honorable mention too because he was the million dollar man he had a good gimmick and he had a lot of good matches and he had a lot of good success in the tag team with irs with uh what is it mike rotunda when he was earl r shyster and he was irs he had a good tag team run with him with the tag team titles but other than that you know ted dibiase kind of hung around the mid card too he, he had the million dollar championship but that was made up belt and he never won the world's heavyweight title he tried to buy it and he had a little good thing with Zeus, and he had that little thing with Andre the Giant. But I, I guess I can't put him on the boat list because he actually had a cool gimmick, and he actually was a cool guy, and he actually was a good wrestler. So I ain't going to put him on the boat list, but I, I mentioned him. I mentioned him for a reason. He's getting some boat honorable mention because he should have been um, – he should have got up to the championship caliber. He should have at least got the IC title. I don't even think he won an Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> So we can mention Ted DiBiase on the boat list. Mention it. Now, I put him on there, but, you know, say it. Put him in the background, a little something, something. Think about that. Um, well, Coco Beware. Coco Beware. I didn't even think he was nothing was cool about him. He even had a cool song. I like that song. The Power Drive. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I remember he said, Sometimes Love. <laughs> I can sing this shit out that song, right? And I saw the video, too. And it's funny how I never knew what that meant. I thought when they said Power Driver, they were talking about the actual move, the Power Driver wrestling move. And now I grew up to become a Power Driver. Not only did I become a Power Driver, but I'm the best. I'm the greatest Power Driver in the local. I'm the best journeyman in the local. I'm the best Power Driver there is on the planet. That's me. Number one, numero uno, toot, toot. That's my horn. And I'm tooting it myself. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. But anyway, the best thing about Coco Beware was the Power Driver song. And the only reason why I got a higher appreciation for it now is because I saw the video and I realized now that they was really actually power driving on the Power Driver video with Hulk Hogan and them in there. So that made him cool. But other than that, he was a loser. He even had his own dance that he just stole that Morris Day in the Times. What? Have you heard? There's a brand new dance, and it's called the bird. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what Coco Beware used to do. So he had a good little gimmick going on, but he was a bum. 
He ain't win no matches. He couldn't get an IC championship to save his life. And he definitely wasn't about to be no motherfucking World Heavyweight Champion. I think he might have won the tag team champions with Owen Hart, but they wore like baggy, checkered ass pants. They look stupid. They look stupid and dumb. And I knew that they wasn't going to be able to keep tag. If they did win it, I don't even, I'm not even sure they won the tag team titles. But even if they did, I knew they wasn't keeping them long because they looked bummy. They didn't look like champions. They looked like some kind of, they looked like taxi cabs. <laughs> That's what the motherfuckers look like, taxi cabs. They had checkers on them and yellow baggy suits. They look like they was taxi cab drivers, like some kind of new hip taxi cab company. The heart and the bird, man, I don't know, but they look stupid. But that was his claim to fame. Other than that, Coco Beware was a big loser. And how you going to come out with a parrot and come out with cool glasses, have a cool name like Coco Beware? Beware of what? Beware of what? You wasn't kicking no ass. Why would your name be where? You know what I mean? But you had a cool name. He wore the glasses. He had the parrot with him. He had a cool dance. He had a cool song. And for what? To go out there and lose. To go out there and get his ass kicked every single time. When I saw Coco come out, when I heard his name, Coco, beware. That's the time I'm going to get a sandwich. I ain't watching this match. Coco going to lose. I don't care who he's fighting. Coco ass going to lose. I ain't watching this match. I'm going to get a sandwich. And with that being said, it's time for my commercial. I'm going to go on my commercial break now, and then I'm going to come back and finish this up. So I'll see y'all on the other side. See you when I get back. What up? Oh, it's on, it's on. Hey, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. So um, I was talking about the boat list, and so far I had uh, all of ECW. Don't care. Mike Awesome from ECW. Um, I had Crush. I had your boy Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I had your boy Virgil. I had your boy El Gigante, Mr. Hughes, uh, Marty Gennetti. Um, Big Show made the honorary list. I almost put your man, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase on the honorary list, but I didn't. I calmed down on it. I had your boy Coco Beware on there. You know, Birdman, Birdman. I have Virgil. Who else? Who else? I think that was it for now, but now I'm going to go into uh, who else can make the boat list? <laughs> Um, oh, S.D. Jones. Now, I don't even know this man's real name. His name was S.D. Jones, and they said that S.D. stood for special delivery. And he's an extra special boat, because how the hell do you get a nickname? And you a bum. Nicknames usually go to good guys. Like, if you if you got a nickname in sports, that means you was a good guy. If you got a nickname in basketball, football, you earned your nickname. So, how does S.D. Jones become Special Delivery Jones? How did he get a nickname? Nickname for what? You didn't deliver nothing. You got delivered. A bunch of ass kickings, my man. Special Delivery Jones didn't win shit. He was another one. I knew when I heard the announcer go, and his opponent. SD, I don't even think I don't even remember this motherfucker having a song. I think he just walked out to nothing, no music or nothing. Or if he had a song, it was some kind of generic bullshit, a stupid ass song. It's not, it wasn't memorable. It wasn't a memorable song because I don't remember his music. I I think Special Delivery Jones was one of those dudes that already be standing. <laughs> Special Delivery Jones was so bad. I think he was one of those motherfuckers that already be standing in the ring. Don't even have an entrance song. He just be standing in the ring and, and his opponent. And he's already in the ring, just standing there doing this shit, stretching. Oh, I'm ready to go. Mm, mm. Doing this fake boxing shit. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Special Delivery Jones. As soon as I heard that name, I'm like, this motherfucker gonna lose. 
There was no time in history where I thought that special delivery Jones was going to win a fucking match. I never thought that. Nope. He was a bum, and we knew it. And he was going to lose. Who else was going to vote? Danny Davis. Danny Davis was a referee who was cheating and got caught cheating so much that the wrestlers wanted to beat him up and he turned wrestler. Problem is, he wasn't a wrestler. When Danny Davis turned wrestler and they put him in a wrestling ring, he looked like he was a referee turned wrestler. He wasn't buff. He wasn't athletic. He wasn't nothing. I was legit like this dude is a legit referee that they just gave a chance to wrestle. For, for what? For what? I mean, the storyline fit him for a little bit, but at the same time, I was like, this shit's corny. Like, this dude is the worst. Like, I don't know why they giving him a match. I don't know how they giving him a push. I don't know what they doing with, 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 with Danny Davis. It was worthless. And he stuck around for a long time. I thought Danny Davis was going to have a couple of matches, get his ass kicked, and be gone. No. No, Danny Davis was on wrestling for a while. He even got like a manager, like he was down with Jimmy Hart and them. Jimmy Hart was actually managing this fool. And I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Danny Davis was um fucking terrible. Um, who else? Who else? Lenny Poffo. Now, leaping Lenny Poffo, I was like, leaping Lenny Poffo was like, yo, he's corny. Like, who is this dude? He's corny. And then he became what the uh the genius, and he wrote his little said his little like smart mouth poems before the matches. It was cute, like first couple of times it was all right. Then after that, I was like, yo, shut him up. Don't even let him talk. He became like a manager or something like that. But then when I got older and I found out that Macho Man real last name was Poffo and that Lenny was his brother. I said, what the fuck is going on? How can you be the brother of the macho man, Randy Savage? You the brother of Mr. Oh, yeah. You the brother of Elizabeth. You the brother of that dude. And you on a mic spitting poem. <laughs> Your name is Leaping Lanny. And you jumping around and losing. I was there. I didn't understand that, and they're so disrespectful. I'm like Macho, why didn't you get your brother, Mr. Randy Savage? Why didn't you help your brother Lanny out? Why didn't you make him at least y'all could have been tag team champions for a minute or something? You just left your brother back there getting his ass kicked and leaping around and and and, <laughs> and reciting poems, and you the Macho Man Randy Savage, you the WWE one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions ever. Okay, you were the world's heavyweight champion for a whole year before you started your feud with Hulk Hogan. You was part of the mega powers. You was a big star. And then even when you was going down, you became an announcer for a while. You had the, the outfits. You went and joined the NWO after you got all buffed up on the steroids and shit. You had gorgeous George with you. You did all of this shit, and your brother was leaping Lanny. You is up there on the goat list, and you left your brother down there on a boat list? I mean, he did now, but damn, macho. And that made Lanny even worse. It was like, Lanny, you had your brother who was one of the biggest stars in wrestling, and he couldn't help you even win no matches. You couldn't get your own brother to let you be tag team champion. You couldn't get your own brother to put you over for the IC title at least one motherfucking time. You was cool with being leaping Lanny when your brother was the macho man Randy motherfucking savage. 
Miss Elizabeth with him too. He had Miss Elizabeth too, and you had a cap and gown reading poetry. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Get the fuck out of here, Lanny Poffo. That shit made me so mad. You know what else I'm gonna put on the on the boat list that's gonna piss y'all off? But I'm putting them on the boat list, and I don't care. This is my list. Come for me if you want to. But Andre the Giant has got to go on the boat list because Andre the Giant, as a wrestler and as a sports entertainer, as a WWE talent, sucked a whole lot of ass. Andre the Giant is only famous because he was undefeated all that time. And the only reason why he was undefeated all that time is because he was so big. They didn't understand why he was so big. And people was astounded by his size, so he was a draw. Other than that, Andre the Giant was terrible, okay? He walked slow, talked slow, looked slow. Everything about Andre the Giant was slow as fuck. He didn't have no wrestling moves. He was really a big-ass bum. What is Andre the Giant's claim to fame? He won all the battle royals? Yeah, he won all the battle royals because he was the biggest motherfucker in there and they couldn't throw his ass out. Okay? What was his other claim to fame? He was undefeated for so long? Yeah, he was undefeated for so long. He did not fight nobody. Andre the Giant fought midgets. And, <laughs> and I don't think they call midgets now. They little people. Andre the Giant fought a bunch of little people and a bunch of, like, no, like, you know, he fought the boatless. Andre the Giant was the king of beating up on the boatless. That's what he was. He was the king of beating boats. He was the boat beater. That was Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant was the boat beater. He didn't beat Hulk Hogan. Nope. And he did win some matches when he was, who was he partners with? Haku? He was partners with Haku. What was they? The West, the, the something connection? The Colossal Connection or something like that with him and Haku. Him and Haku was partners and he was part of the Heenan family and he won a couple of tag team matches or whatever. But he ain't beat nobody. The best the best act Andre the Giant ever had was when he was scared of the snake with Jake the Snake. When he had his little feud with Jake the Snake and he was scared of the snake and Andre looked legit scared, looked like he shit himself. When that snake came out, he might have really did shit himself. That would have been some big shit. That would have been, damn. Andre the Giant would have had some big old shit. <laughs> it would have looked like elephant shit. <laughs> that damn ring. <laughs> I don't like to talk about dead people, but goddamn. But Andre the Giant biggest claim to fame was when he was scared of fucking Jake the Snake Roberts with the little snake shit. He ain't do nothing. Yeah, okay, he did have a big moment when he traded on Hulk Hogan and he didn't. Hulk Hogan, I want a title. Oh, give me a title shot. And he broke his little chain and what was that? Piper's Pit they was in or whatever when he broke Hulk Hogan's chain and told him he wanted a title shot and Hulk Hogan was begging, Andre, please, Andre, no. You can't do this, brother. No, brother, please. <laughs> I mean, and that match was lackluster because you got bum-ass Hogan and let's be clear, I'm not putting Hogan on the boat list. I'm not honorably mentioning him for the boat list. As a matter of fact, Hogan's on the GOAT list. Okay? But he's not on the GOAT list for his wrestling because we all know Hogan was not a good wrestler. So you got bum-ass Hogan who don't really got no moves. He's got a big boot and he's got that body slam and that hawk-up situation shit that he did. But his finishing move was a standard leg drop. You know what I'm saying? Hogan wasn't big time on the wrestling, but Hogan was such a strong character and had strong charisma and was so good on the mic and everybody loved him so much. And Hawkamania was just, Hawkamania was crazy wild. So Hogan can never be on the boat list. But you got bum-ass Hogan, who's not a good wrestler, against slow-ass, big-ass, boatless-ass Andre the Giant. 
for the main event of WrestleMania 3, which was supposed to be one of the biggest main events in wrestling history. And for real, for real, it was all hype. It was hype because it was Hulk Hogan. It was hype because Andre the Giant was undefeated and so big and Hulk Hogan's biggest foe and Hulk Hogan had to slam him, which was um, barely a slam. It was like a big-ass hip toss. We ain't going to get into that either, but Andre the Giant, I'm sorry to tell y'all big fans, Andre the Giant makes the motherfucking boat list, okay? Alright? It's just that. It just is what it is, and I'm not taking it back. Okay, who else makes the boat list? Oh, my God. Y'all might be mad about this one, too. Y'all might be mad about this one, too, but I got to say it. I got to say it. Okay? And I know it's going to make some people mad because he was part of DX, and I love DX. You know I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. Shawn Michaels and Triple H are both two of my GOATs. They make my GOAT list. DX was one of the greatest factions in wrestling history. It was fun while it lasted. And I love DX, and I love the whole NWO thing. He was part of the NWO, too. And the whole NWO thing was kind of great with Hollywood Hogan and all that. That was a great little um, situation as well. But your man, 123Kid, 6, X-Pac, definitely makes the boat list. Definitely. He was scrawny. He was little. He wasn't, it was nothing good about him. He ended up on DX, which which gave him a push. He ended up in the NWO at six, which gave him a push. He was part of the clique, which gave him a push and all that. Razor Ramon put him over back when he was a one, two, three kid because he was part of the push. But other than that, he didn't make no gold list. He looked like somebody who I can get in the ring and beat the fuck up. And I'm sorry, but AEW fans and all you people out there that like AEW, that's the same way I feel about your boy Darby Allen. Darby Allen got Sting, and Darby Allen's got a little gimmick, but I'll look at Darby Allen and I'll be like, yo, I can beat Darby Allen the fuck up. Okay? And if I feel like I can beat you the fuck up, you're not, you're not impressing me. Wrestlers are supposed to be impressive. Wrestlers are supposed to be tough guys. Wrestlers are supposed to be guys that we gonna be scared of in the street. I feel like if I saw Darby Allen in the street, I'd slap, I, I could beat him. I feel like I could beat Darby Allen in the rest of the match. Just like Keith Lee. Everybody want to talk about Keith Lee too, but Keith Lee about to be on the boat list. Y'all don't even know. Keith Lee in a few years is going to make the motherfucking boat list. Because what is he going to win? Y'all think AEW going to give Keith Lee a push? Y'all think AEW going to make Keith Lee heavyweight champion? They got CM Punk there. They got Darby Allen there. They got um Hangman Adam Page there. They got Adam Cole, baby. You think that Keith Lee's going to get a title? You think Keith Lee's going to be uh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion? Nope. He don't got the charisma, and he's another one that's big for nothing. Keith Lee don't scare nobody. Keith Lee looks like a big-ass teddy bear. Like, Keith Lee, I will rope-a-dope the shit out of Keith Lee. I will fucking rope-a-dope him. I will stick and move on his big ass and beat his ass the fuck up. That's how I feel about him. Now, I know in real life, Keith Lee might crush the shit out of me. I know that. But when I look at him in wrestling, I'm like, Keith Lee can't beat nobody for real. Ain't nobody scared of his big, dumb ass. Now, he kind of fast for a big guy. But it ain't... WWE was right for getting rid of Keith Lee because ain't nothing about him that makes me believe that he can be champion or makes me believe that he can really beat me the fuck up. You know what I mean? And that's that's just what it is. And that's how I feel about 
X-Pac. I was like, X-Pac ain't winning no matches for real. X-Pac ain't beating nobody for real. And for real, for real, if he wasn't part of the clique, he wouldn't have even got as far as he got in wrestling, okay? So, yeah, if y'all gonna be mad at me about X-Pac, be mad at me about X-Pac. I don't really care. Okay, y'all gonna be mad at me about Xbox. Y'all gonna be mad at me about Rob Van Dam. Some of y'all probably gonna be mad at me about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Y'all definitely gonna hate on me about Andre the Giant. And for real, for real, I can put Ultimate Warrior as an honorable mention on the boat list. Yeah, he made it to heavyweight champion. Yeah, he had a big match at WrestleMania six with Hulk Hogan. But uh, come on, man, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior with wasted potential, okay? And y'all gonna get mad at me. And I'm um, Goldberg too. Goldberg, okay, yeah, y'all wanna make Goldberg one of the greatest, but I had a lot of wrestlers say that Goldberg fucking injures people. And then, you know, whatever. I don't feel like Goldberg is so great, but I'm not gonna put Goldberg on the boat list, but I'm definitely not gonna put Goldberg on the goat list. <laughs> nope. But now, now that I've established who deserves to be on the goat list, oh, oh. I mean, not the goat list, the boat list. Um, Terry Teller. Terry Teller, I got to put Terry Teller on the boat list. Now, Terry Teller was good in NWA. Terry Teller was good in WCW. Terry Teller is a good wrestler, no doubt about it. He can wrestle. Terry Teller was one of my favorite wrestlers when he was in NWA. The only reason why Terry Teller goes on the boat list is because you let this make man you let this McMahon or Tom Pritchard or whoever did it turn your ass into the red motherfucking rooster. You let them turn you into the red motherfucking rooster. You let them put a red streak in your hand and have you walk into the aisle clucking and chucking. Cluck, cluck, cluck. You was actually clucking. Doing your little head cluck like a cockadoodle doing. You, Terry Teller, you was cockadoodle fucking doing. Okay? cock-a-doodle doing and not winning nothing at least if they was gonna make you the red rooster and they was gonna make you a chicken egg and have you fucking cock-a-doodle doing your ass could have won some fucking matches bro like you didn't win shit you you wasn't even mid-card before as good of a wrestler as you was you couldn't even be like ic champion for a little bit you couldn't even mid-card the shit and you out here with red shit in your hair cock-a-doodle doing and calling yourself a rooster man the red rooster man and you can't even get mid-card get a title shot nothing get the fuck out of here yo get out of here that's that's crazy oh who else makes the boat list jock rougeau Jock Rougeau makes the boat list because you was on the Rougeau brothers. Y'all was one of the big tag teams. Y'all was a great tag team, right? And then when you're up, when when the one Rougeau brother becomes the Mountie and goes in the mid-card and wins some IT titles and becomes, you know, and goes up, what happened to you? You wasn't shit. The same thing with the other gun brother, Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. Billy Gunn went on to become an ass man. Bam, bam. Because I'm an ass man. And what did Bart Gunn do? Bart Gunn lost the boxing match in the brawl for it all, the Butterbean, and disappeared. You was in a tag team called Smoking Guns with Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn won up here, and you went down here. You making the boat list, okay? And here's the funny thing, too. I wanted to mention this, okay? So why is Billy Gunn's sons embarrassed to be called ass boys? I I mean ass boys. <laughs> Talk about. I know that ass boys sounds bad. <laughs> I do. 
I understand that ass boys sound bad. But you do realize that they're calling your ass boys because your dad was the ass man, Mr. Ass Billy Gunn. I'm an ass man. Burn, burn. So I would be a little bit proud of that. I'd be proud. Like, I know ass boy sounds bad, but I mean, like, yo, that's my dad. He was the ass man. You know, Mr. Ass. You know what I'm saying? So I would be kind of proud of that. But what happened to Bart Gun? Bart Gun, boatless. Okay, the whole boat for the killer bees. Killer bees going to boatless. Cause I don't know what they became. Did, did they become something else? Did they take their mask? Was they somebody else with their mask off? I don't know. Cause I remember them. They was a good tag team, but then they went away, and they never really won nothing. They never really got the prestige or whatever. So was they um on a boatless? What about the Dynamite Kid? He was a tag team with David Boy Smith. David Boy Smith went on to be at least mid card. David Boy Smith was mid card. Intercontinental Champion, mid-card wrestler, he went on. What happened to Dynamite Kid? I don't know. I guess he makes the boat list. But let me stop. Let me stop. Because I ain't got time for all of that shit. I can go on and mention every tag team and see when they broke up. And then, you know, even Booker T, brother, Stevie, Stevie Ray. What's his name, Stevie Ray? Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat. He ain't going to do nothing either. We can go on and on and on. But I'm not just going to put you on a boat list just because when your tag team broke up, you became the bum ass and your partner became champion or whatever i ain't gonna go into all that i'm gonna go into the biggest boat of all time the biggest boat of all time the bummiest the top boat the b-o-a-t bummiest of all time is my man barry horowitz that's right y'all remember barry horowitz barry horowitz was like oh in 99 <laughs> barry horowitz lost every single match he ever was in and he used to come out in his little suspenders and his little sequin suspenders and pat himself on the back like he was something and the whole time and i know it was part of the joke that horowitz was never going to win a match i know it i know it and he did win one match i remember it because i remember they kept going horowitz wins horowitz wins horowitz wins and they was going crazy about it but barry horowitz lost every match that he ever was in except for one i think he was one in like a hundred okay and it was part of his gimmick and it was funny and i ain't gonna lie i would fucking get for the money and for the fame i'll fucking go out in the wwe and lose every match too i don't mind i'm not saying that these people that's on the boat list is is um bad people they got they made their money and they stars i'm mentioning their names we know who they are but barry horowitz lost every fucking match and for that barry horowitz is the top boat he only won one match and you know what's funny is i think he still wait 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 did the Brooklyn Brawler win any matches? Because now that I think about it, I don't remember the Brooklyn Brawler not winning either. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Did the Brooklyn Brawler win any matches? Did the Brooklyn Brawler ever win a match? That's a good question. I'm still giving it to Barry Horowitz because I know for a fact that Barry Horowitz was like 0 and 100. <laughs> so I'm still giving it to him. But Brooklyn Brawler is top there. If Barry Horowitz is number one on the boat list, Brooklyn Brawler is number two because I don't remember that motherfucker when they met. And they called him the Brooklyn Brawler. How are you the Brooklyn Brawler and you can't brawl? How are you the Brooklyn Brawler and you just constantly getting your ass whooped? That ain't brawling. That's losing. He, they should have called him the Brooklyn ass losing. And it, he looked like a bum anyway. He looked homeless. They had his shirt all ripped up, dirty and shit. He, I guess that's from brawling. But 
<laughs> I guess they had it right because his clothes looked like he'd been on the ground. So, yes, right. He was brawling and getting his ass whooped. That's why he was on the ground all the time. That's why his clothes were so dirty. Whatever. But the Brooklyn Brawler might be the boat. So, so no. So, Barry Horowitz is the boat. And the Brooklyn Brawler is the second boat. Now, I'm done with my boat list. And like I said, anybody who wants to smoke will want to dispute my boats. Or if you want to go back and listen to my heartbreak one and dispute my goat, you can try it all. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. If you know me, you can text me. You can call me. If you want, We I can come to your house. Like I said, you can be a guest on the podcast. Whatever you want to do, however you want to smoke, if you want to debate, I'm undefeated. I'm the goat of the smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the smoke goat. That's who I am. So if you want the smoke, if you want to challenge me, you can come on with it and you sure going to get it. That's for sure. Okay. So now before I end this podcast episode, I just want to give a shout out to PressPassion.com. PressPassion.com. That's a company that's run by one of my friends from back in the day. day. And she's a wonderful person, and she runs her own company. It's called PressPassion.com, and she does um, salon quality press-on nails. They press-on nails, they salon quality, they hand-paint it, and you can get them within two to four days of shipping. They is very durable. They reusable. So you can reuse them. I'll, you can check it out on the website, PressPassion.com. She's also on Instagram, um, PressPassion on Instagram. Look it up. The nails is cool. I looked at them. I don't wear them because I'm a man. But I looked at them, and they got cool colors, and they look nice and shit, and she's a good person. So check them out. Show some love to PressPassion.com. And for y'all people who cannot comprehend what I'm saying, spell it. I'm going to spell it for you, P-R-E-S-S-E-D, Pressed. And then Passion, P-A-S-S-I-O-N.com. And she's on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube. On Instagram. And you can go on Instagram and check her out. Or you can go to PressPassion.com and check her out. So if you a woman that needs some press on now, so you need a real quick fix for the party tonight or whatever the case may be, you know, hit them up. Two to four days shipping. And you can reuse them, rewear them. They nice. And show some love. That's all I'm saying. Just show some motherfucking love. You know what I mean? And um, for all you podcast fans, remember, tell your mama, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your sisters, tell your brothers, tell them roaches in your house. I know you got roaches. Tell them fucking roaches in the mice in your fucking house to listen to the Lisper podcast. And I'm out. I'll holler at you next time. Peace.